California lag. Yeah, California lag. <laughs> Welcome to the new era of the besties where California lag uh, is going to be making this a much more thoughtful discussion as we wait for the bits and bites to get across the internet to Chris Plant. Oh, boy. Hi, I'm, I'm here. You did he was so I think you're exacerbating it now with your thoughtfulness. I think but here's the here's what we need to do, Plant. Um, you need to just come in with like f- hot takes that are not connected to what we are saying. You just like you've got to become like the the wild man. It'll be wild man and the beeve and griffin. And it'll just be you'll be like the the loose cannon that just comes in and doesn't really listen to what we say, just blasts in. Yeah, if if we start to break up or things start to feel a bit disjointed, just start yelling about near, and it'll be a pretty much a seamless experience for the listeners. I feel like. Boop boop boop. Banjo Kazooie went poopy. <laughs> All right, and see, that's the kind of stuff that people love. There are too many people listening to us now for us to bring this kind of energy to the table. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. Feels good to mean it. Feels good to say it and to mean it. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It is a game of the year show that goes all year long. It's a book club for video games. Russ isn't here. I can say whatever I want. It's a video game club. And just by listening, you are a member. And we're so happy to have you here as we talk about a brand new entry in this grand canon we call video games. That's something I'm experimenting. This grand canon? canon we call video games. This is the latest entry in that grand canon of all video games. And it is called Scarlet Nexus. Chris Plant, what is Scarlet Nexus? Oh, wow, that's a yeah, tough question. How, how about luck. this? Anime action RPG set in kind of a future city where, I don't, you're, you're fighting, like, demon things with telekinesis and psychokinesis, psychic, psychonesis? Psychonesis, yeah, that's what they call it, for sure. Listen, everybody has their own powers, and you use your mind powers to fight Demon monsters. That's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. You did great, Chris. I don't Thank know why you, you doubted yourself. I never <laughs> doubted him. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You're going to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye 
to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages, sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Scarlet Nexus. We're going to get into it right now on the besties. Here we go. A bad name for a video for a video. I like game. it. Can we put? Oh, really? I like it. I think it's a good video name for a video game. I feel like Nexus. We need to ban from video game titles. I feel like it's a word. If you, what is Scarlet? I maybe I haven't played far enough into the game to find out what the Scarlet Nexus is. Is it? Oh, it, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm only like I'm only a couple hours into the game. I should be up front. I'm loving it, but I'm still early in it because I had moved across the country this past week. Right. I assumed the Scarlet Nexus is... So when you are in the world, imagine imagine a real, uh, a real, a real future world. And then the majority of people in this world have uh, uh, mind powers that allow them to see effectively augmented reality overlays, right? Yes. Right. And one of those overlays, it, from what I can tell, is a dark red pipe or like ethernet port that plugs into your spine and i assumed that is the scarlet nexus because you're connecting to that and then later in the game pretty early on actually you have the ability to share powers and i was assuming that it's through connecting through the scarlet nexus i'm sure there are a lot of people who are much further in the game right now yeah it's just internet for brains yeah that's awesome yeah it's basically basically brain internet uh this this game is fucking wild y'all and it's it is uh i i will admit to knowing nothing about it until i popped that disc right into my game station and pressed that big green power button and went on a journey i did not know anything about it i was like a child and uh it is such a wildly ambitious thing <laughs> that i'm surprised that more people weren't sort of talking about it uh yeah i i very much enjoyed uh this this uh, title in many regards and much less so in other uh also important regards <laughs> <laughs> oh that was really good juice yeah well i don't want to tip my hand too much okay this looks okay let me just say this if you're someone like me this game may look like very much not your shit yeah okay and it and i think that it, it it's because i feel like it it looks, unless you're actively playing it, it looks very much like a JRPG. Like it is it, anime. It is anime forward. I would say. Oh, that's Nexus. yeah. It's and it looks, I think, very much like a JRPG. Uh, unless you're actually playing it, in which case you realize that it's basically an action game. Um, but the action is a little bit more. Here's what I would say, and tell me if this this rings true to you guys. It's a bit more methodical and tactical rather than necessarily like Twitch reflex based. Devil may cry, it ain't. It ain't that. There's a, like, for instance, there's like combos, there's dodging, right? So it gets kind of halfway there. 
but the dodging does not, um, this is getting a little technical, but the dodging does not like cancel out of animations. So it can right. like feel it, it's not like you're reacting in a split second. It's more like the attack is going to come in, you know, a half a second and maybe I should, you know, be prepared for that. So it's not that sort of like split second kind of twitch action gameplay from like a Bayonetta or as you said, a devil. Yeah. Cry. It's a bit more, so really cool. but it is an action game. Um, where, you know, that, that, that skill level is important. Real quick story context. Um, yes. Before we go too much further into the combat. So, uh, again, the, I'm on the pins world... and needles, by the way, go, go oh, for I'm, it. Plant. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try too much. The world. Hey, you're, uh, hey, you're much like the developers of Scarlet Nexus. Hey, in that regard. hey, hey, I like <laughs> the, story. the story. I like oh. the story. I just can't, I just can't completely understand it. The, the story from what I can tell is, uh, a future world uh, is being overtaken by these evil demons from, I don't know, alternate dimension or something like that. You are um, a new recruit and you are, you've been scouted by this like militaristic division that fights these things and keeps them out of the, the city. Others, the Others Suppression Force, which yes. is such a good name. Yes. Um, and you can choose uh, early on between uh, a, a woman or a dude. Um, and I, I, I assume that you have to play both versions of the, these stories to actually get the whole story of the game, which, you know, you know, I love having to replay the game. Yeah, that's your shit. Right <laughs> yeah. there. That is kind of my uh, thing. From uh, what I've heard, once you finish campaign, you can basically new game plus your way through the other one. So it's uh, not quite as uh, it's not quite as punishing as yeah, other that sounds other nice. titles that try that. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so you, you're each person on your kind of group in the uh, o, ODF, is that? OSF. Oh, there's suppression force. Suppression, yes, not defense. Um, <laughs> uh, each of you have uh, a unique power. So the the character that I started with had uh, electricity uh, mind powers. There is uh, effectively precogs, uh, and then you the, the kind of the tactical thing that Justin's getting at. You can brain connect with your party members, and then kind of like take on part of their power. So sorry, yes. I actually I lied. I, the main character I had didn't have electric power. She can just general move things with her mind, but then she absorbed the electric power of her teammate right. very early in the game. Right. The two char- the two main characters effectively have the same powers. They have melee combat. Actually, uh, Kasane, the female main character, has like ranged attacks, I believe. Uh, but isn't important uh but they both have this sort of psychokinesis uh that that allows them to throw things around with their mind because so the combat is very much like two halves and you have the psychokinesis power half where you can either just like chuck something at somebody or yeah and and then there are these like special context sensitive uses of the power where you can like grab a crane from the sky and tear it down and smash it down on somebody's head uh, which really? is very, very satisfying every time. Uh, but you chain that together with your melee abilities. And basically the way you chain that together is when you are, you know, hitting with your with your melee attacks and then you use your, your PK abilities, you jump backwards, which you can use to kind of like put some distance between you and the enemy. And then you can follow that up with a melee attack, which makes you dash forwards. That's that's it, it, there. There's there's more to it, which largely comes from the uh, the the mind connect like uh, power sharing thing. But like, there's not a whole lot more to it. Yeah. It's really about sort of chaining your your attacks with your psychokinesis, which gets more complicated. Sort of the more 
you have like an ability grid. Yeah, that you can then the ability grid is actually other... very meaningful. Like you, can, yeah, for it, sure. That really adds like it's like an air like big stuff on there. It's not just like percentage points going up. It's like there's an air dash. There's another attack for your combo stuff like that. It rem- yeah remind me of the latest God of War game where it's like you're not yeah you're not it's not just like your attack gets stronger. It's like now your shit like flies around in the air and you can yeah. do like a bunch of more wild stuff with it. The one other big layer that I I've seen so far is there are elemental. I guess buffs and debuffs. Yeah, yeah. So Yu Yuito is the character I started with. I'm, I'm assuming you started with Kasane because I did not. Uh, I did not start out with the characters you mentioned. And Yuito is paired with a pyrokinetic, who oh. can basically buff your your weapon with fire for a limited time, which you can then hit an enemy with a lot to set them on fire, or hit them with a little bit if they're covered in oil and wicked set them on fire. And so you have to use that to sort of exploit the different the different weaknesses. Interesting. In, in my first boss fight, I, I partnered with a dude who has electrical powers, and we fought uh, a water creature that when you got soaked with water, you couldn't dodge anymore. Um, oh, no. And, but if, like, whoever was soaked also took on more electric damage. So, I mean, it, it, it's all pretty straightforward, but it it works very well. Yeah, and that's where, like, the sort of JRPG meets uh, character action game stuff, like, where the where the... the the rubber meets the road there. Like there's not, there's not a lot of, you're not pressing a lot of buttons super, super fast, especially compared to a platinum games title, but you do have to, you know, keep these, keep these more RPG ish elements in mind while you're, while you're playing through it. Um, It does a, I would say, and I would, would very, very carefully make this comparison, but it does a somewhat of a persona style thing where you can make those shared abilities that you borrow from your teammates stronger by increasing your bond level with them, which is not nearly as in depth as no. the um, yeah, confidants but, from Persona 5. But or you can text with uh, them. And send replies. Yes, you brain text with them with your brain phone. Yeah. Uh, which is, I, I, honestly, this is a sidebar, but like the augmented reality brain link stuff is probably my favorite thing about this game. Yes. Like it is, uh, it is inarguably fucking sick when you are walking around the city and you see like AR shit everywhere like advertisements and like notices and street signs are all just like neon floating in the air like it is a really really very cool idea and they they explore it like so thoroughly um but 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 this bond system is is like you go on enough missions with somebody you talk to them enough times you can give them gifts uh you know, and sometimes they'll really like the gift and that will unlock like a bond mission with them that will jump them up a level. You have a team bond level too, based on like how strong your individual bonds are. And if you like, you know, power, if you hang out with the pyrokinetic a lot and do enough bond episodes with them, then their, their pyrokinetic power that they share with you will get stronger. Um, so it's like, it, it, it's a, it's a cool system, but it's kind of a, I don't know, jet, Jack of all trades, master of none thing because it does not do that as well as uh, other other games with similar sort it, of uh, so, social link style it's, systems. It's it's pleasurable and not it's, that tough. Mm, it's pleasurable yeah. and not and and uh, if you're kind of uh, can it's more of a, a challenge of like keeping a bunch of plates spinning because eventually you get like you have a meter for your power, you have a meter for like. Your, I think they call it a brain gauge, where brain gauge, sorry, <laughs> where <laughs> brain gauge, brain gauge, uh, where it's like 
basically like a power up kind of deal. Like you, you know, you do enough attacks or whatever, and this fills up, and then you uh, get a cool red mask. And then there's like other meters for your teammates' abilities and how often you can link with them. And um, it's more like there would be times where like I do an entire fight and it'd be really hard, and it's like, oh, I forgot that I have like electrical powers just bound right. to this thing. I should have remembered that dude just standing like, put me in, put me in, please, <laughs> I can help you. Uh, I can make you invincible. Um, but it's all, I think it's all very pleasant where this thing really like fell apart for me. And where I was like, I, I, the, the story is, I mean, the best it, they go hard. There's a lot of it. It's not incomprehensible. And like, I don't know how far you all, it's very difficult to talk about where we are like at individually. I've seen like, I've, I want to say like, I mean, I've seen a whole lot of story, I don't know how much of the story I've seen, but I've seen a whole lot of it. And it does not, it is sort of like belligerent in its inability to make any of it scrutable. Like to someone who is just like, this feels like the fifth season of an anime (laughs) where you're like coming in halfway through like, who, what? Why why are why are they treating me like I know who all these characters are? They're all dressed the same. These are so hard to keep track of. And like the concepts, it is just like churning out new ideas and concepts like constantly and giving you very little time to sort of like get acclimated to them. And like a lot of it just feels like there's times when like there's sort of like some elements of like shifting alliances, if if I could put that very generally. Yeah. Uh, and there are times when like people who are very much not uh, sort of aligned with you in are like texting you like, what's up? You want to get some Udon noodles or what? It's like completely inscrutable. Um, I really found that to be a momentum killer for me. Like I think that the action is, is fun and I like the upgrades and the way the powers interlink is cool. But I just, that it, the story is like really tough to, to it was tough for me to uh to get yeah. my teeth into my it's... my defense to the story and i i think i think you are right to feel how you feel i think the combat and everything in this game i would recommend to practically everybody i, I think the game game part of it is just pretty universally fun i don't know what happened to my brain but about two or three years ago and i'm sure near played a part of this enjoying anime stories like this especially in games just completely flipped a switch in my brain and i feel like i go into these games knowing how i I guess how to meet them on their own terms um yeah and i and i appreciate them in a way that i in the past i just wouldn't like in the past this game for example does a thing that even here I, i still don't know why they do it where the very first thing you see is like five minutes of story from a character you don't see again for hours um and it just it doesn't seem to have to do with anything and that's incomprehensible to me um and then the next hour and a half is just tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of exposition i mean justin's right you meet i don't know a dozen characters and learn their motives i mean the first and you're getting their ranks which i always love that where it's like here's something that means nothing to you this guy's a seventh uh, Septoku, like I forget the name of their like Sep- Serpentirion. Yeah, yeah, oh, this yeah, guy's a Serpentirion. I was like, ooh, a Serpentirion. It's like what? Well, and, and also, anytime somebody like says anything, like, oh, is that Ted? 
Ted, who is the son of Frank, who is the sibling of whoever who worked at this company. It's like you, you never get a, a character name without all of this just backstory that nobody again, like if we were watching a movie that was made in America, they just wouldn't do that. It's just a different approach to storytelling. Um, yeah. yeah, if I can be honest about my biases here, I feel like, and and where I feel like this, I, di- I differ from near in this regard. The way we do things on Besties, I know that like next week there will be a different game that I am playing. So like I am probably not going to sink the 30 to 50 hours that is going to take me to like see this game in its totality. And so I think that a lot of these stories, if you're if you decide like I'm going all in on this, it may not work for you in the sense of like a traditional Western narrative, but you can sort of like vibe on it in a way that like you kind of get it with near. You know what I mean? Like where you can if you sink yourself into it deep enough, you kind of like get it without like concretely getting it. And I think because I know that like I'm probably not going to do this whole thing, I kind of want the narrative to be more engrossing like moment to moment rather than just like a general vibe that I would eventually get if I, if I played the whole thing. See, I don't, from, it's so funny because I am having the, I think opposite experience from the two of you were like, I do not mind a, you know, here's an, here's a, a, an anime with a huge cast of characters that, you know, they're, they're, they don't give you a ton of time to like get to know all of them before they throw a new character at you. Uh, that like ensemble style anime is like, uh, is, is a for sure a thing. Uh, and it can be a sort of tough, tough hill to climb, I think. Um, but it, that's, that honestly is not what bothered me. Cause I just kind of let it kind of let it wash over me. If there was a new character and it was like, this one has uh, speed powers and pink hair. And it's like, okay, that's the speed power, pink hair one. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. I'll I can hang with that. Uh, for me, it wasn't the story because, like, I don't know. I saw the story as an extension of this cool this this cool AR world that I just wanted to like know everything about. Um, for me, like, I think I've played maybe six hours. I want to say, um, and the combat is it's already getting a little it's getting a little stale. Uh, and I, every time, you know, you get new uh, powers or new, like, teammates to to team up with, that, you know, gives it a, a bit of a booster shot. But like you said, like, this is a 30 to 50 hour thing. Character combat, character action games do not go that long for a reason. Uh, and so while Scarlet Nexus has, like, other stuff to keep you going, like the, you know, the bond system and the story and all of the sort of JRPG trappings, the idea of continuing to play this combat, which I would say the game's major weakness is, uh, at least so far, I have not fought that many different types of enemies. There's the big vase with a bunch of garbage shooting out of it. (laughs) There's the bull one with the skull. Like, there has not been a whole, there's not been a surplus of different enemy types. Uh, And the idea of continuing to fight this sort of limited roster of bad guys for the next you know 30 hours does does not sound like something i am actually going to do um so yeah i i almost wish it was i i almost wish it was a little less ambitious because i think it succeeds at so much stuff and it is so it it is endearing in the way that i like games to be endearing where you feel like you've stumbled on something where you feel like oh shit this this 
this is really original and this is really really cool it just feels like it's bitten off a little a little bit more than it can than it can chew um I will say, if I could give one more, and this is going to sound like contrary to what I was saying before, and we do, I guess, need to move forward, but uh, I really like Kasane as, like, the main character, and I and you you played Yuito, right? Yeah. Griff? Kasane is, like, feels very, uh, here's what I appreciate, she's very deliberate as a character, and there is, like, choices have been made, and she is not just, like, a sort of generic stand-in where, like, a lot of games like this, the central character is, is a more of a cipher, uh, Kasane is like, uh, completely competent and like has zero patience for the structure that she seems to have been like deliberately put into this like militaristic structure. Uh, she is constantly, uh, certain that she is, uh, in the right. And she usually is, but I really dug that she's like, feels very specific. I don't know how Yuito was, she but uh, Kasane really. The opposite. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's just he's a he's a he follows instructions. Kasane's cool. <laughs> I will just say, like yeah. I I really liked that her as a character. Yeah, I was I was shocked how much she spoke. I I, I that you've kind of put words to it for me. Hoops, like it, it, I almost expected to like change characters at a certain point because I wasn't used to the protagonist that I'm playing as speaking that much. Yeah, um, I'm used to just being like, okay, well here's a you know shell that you inhabit. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. This game rules. I think it's great. I, I think all, all the criticisms are valid. Here's what I, I'm going to volunteer as tribute to finish the game. And I will, I will circle back with you all and let you you. know, like how it goes. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, I I could see myself coming back to Scarlet Nexus when I have more, more time to, that's the other thing is like, I don't have a ton of time for video games these days. And so this, this one is a commitment. This is one that you're going to have to put some time into. Um, But yeah, I would, I would be curious to hear if it is worth it. I'd be curious to hear if the combat keeps, if, if the combat stays fresh for the, you know, considerable runtime of, of the game from, from what I've heard. The, mm, I don't want to. Okay, yes, I I wish I knew where you guys were. <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, there's some interesting uh, ways that I, you know what I think. Also, it could be the dual characters because Kasani does some really wild stuff with her telekinesis, like surfing on an oil tanker into into <laughs> yeah. bad guys, uh, which is very cool. Scarlet Nexus is the game. We've got so much more show though for you. Don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So, cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos. You can do whatever you want. And it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames. And they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, did you see the news about the, uh, the new Nintendo Switch? So... It's not. It's not real. I, it, I guess it is a new Nintendo Switch in the sense that all the Nintendo Switches in the stores right now are new to me because I don't have them. How about um, you explain how it works, and then then I have I have a I have a big question for you after that. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, it got big. It got a better screen. It's got OLED. The one you got now has just LED, and that makes me want to barf. <laughs> Your ugly Switch has just LED. It doesn't have the O on it. Do you know what the O sucks. stands for, y'all? Oh, baby, good pixels. Or oh, I thought it was. Oh, PlayStation Vita did this like a decade ago. This is a living screen. It's an organic light emitting diode. You got to keep organic. it watered. You got to dump algae into the it's speakers. Alive. You watch it, it's watching you. <laughs> oh, it's alive. Uh, oh, it's got the speakers are a little bit uh, beefier. And check this out wider kickstand. So yeah, for all the times that you're using that functionality, for all the for all the many many times I've used the kick, I will say this: I have had time to use the kickstand on my Switch a few times, and every time I have the thought of ah, this sucks shit. That's a pretty that's a pretty shitty kickstand. Yeah. So you know, big 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 props to uh, to Nintendo. Um, it's so a Switch, everybody was Switch Pro. It ain't. Yes. Right, like people were disappointed. They thought it was going to give you 4K when you play it docked at your house. They thought it was going to be, I don't know, run faster, jump higher. It didn't do any of that. So I wanted to to come to both of you and see what you would do. Say you, you're running Nintendo, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can make the, the Switch 2 of your dreams. Oh. What would you, wh- wh- where would you go with it? 
Hmm. Here's the thing about Nintendo. Okay. Uh, I want to stall. Please, please. Okay. Here's the theme. Here's if Nintendo has a slogan, it is this: Nintendo, we will never give you what you want, but you will want what we give you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is this is Nintendo in a summary, right? Like, I this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> like, I wanted something that would increase the power yeah. of the Switch to where it would be like, I, I wanted like, uh, 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 you know, better power of it. <laughs> So that like I would play games on the go and it would feel like a better experience where right now it still feels like a very much a second class experience compared to even like, um, and you know what? I think what has uh, honestly hurt the switch for me a lot is how good the remote play options are on PlayStation five. Yeah. And that makes it much harder. And, like, and steam link steam link is, is yeah. like really I, uh, very tight. These days so too. it's very rare for me to be like, getting the switch out that said like screen looks really good i don't know that i need because this would be my third switch i don't know that i really want or need a third switch um i'm trying to feel like what would i'm trying to come no, up with like what no, would no no I, I think i think i have like a version of this you, you said you, you you never want what we say say it one more time for everybody nintendo will never and i mean this <laughs> We'll never give you what you want, but you will want what we give you. So what if, like, the the Nintendo Switch 2, right, is just a magic mirror that shows oh. you your most traumatic moments in life, but wow. in Mario's doing there. so, you're oh. given context that makes you appreciate the moment you're in. Wow. That's this, something. I mean, it's not a game console, no. and also it that plays Doom? Yeah. Oh, well, does it course. got Doom on it? It, it also yeah, plays it's got Doom. Um, there is a gap between the Switch and the Switch Lite. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I have both, and if I'm just putting around the house, uh, I, I like the or you know traveling or whatever. I like the Switch Lite. I like the form factor of it. I like the weight of it. Uh, I think I think it feels good. I I pretty much exclusively play shit on the Switch Lite, but you know I can't dock that and connect it to the TV. I find the switch to be a little like clunky in handheld mode. Um, it doesn't feel particularly great for me. Like it feels kind of, um, it doesn't feel tight in the way that the switch does because the joy cons, you know, inherently can come off. There is like a bit of give there that I, I don't find very enjoyable. And also it's a really I the switch is maybe one of my favorite pieces of gaming hardware of all time. I think it's fucking great and I, I it's the it's the thing I play most of. But those Joy-Cons are need a real serious refresh. They need they need a real serious refresh. That would point. be the main thing for me. I feel like even more so than the Nintendo's not playing the power game. They never have been, which is fine. But like I do want it to feel, but be- I I don't like the way the buttons and on the, I on the Joy Cons. I never I have not touched a my actual Switch. I got one. Um, I I kept mine around for like Wii Fit or like other application. Not Wii Fit. Um, I was gonna forget. say what the Ring fuck? Fit. Sorry, Ring yeah. Fit. Yeah, and other applications where you like need to be able to detach the Joy Cons. But like I haven't touched it in over a year. I I exclusively play. Uh, the Switch Lite, I've never, I never dock, never did before the Switch Lite, and certainly don't now. Yeah, uh, but I would like it to just feel a little bit better. It still feels. I get uh, uh now that I'm an old man, uh, I get carpal tunnel, and it it is very much exacerbated by the 
very unergonomic uh, yeah. uh, switch setup. I feel like, uh, yeah, so a different sort of form factor, maybe lighter. Here's the, here's the thing. I, I, I think the screen's good. And I really, I, and I know that there are lots of people for whom that is a very important thing. I think the screen's fine. I think there's a lot of AAA games that get ported over to the Switch that look like dog shit and run like dog shit because they are trying to fit 50 pounds a game in a 20-pound bag. Um, but I'm even, like, willing to put up with that. For me, like, on the technical end, I would love a bigger, a better battery. A bigger, mm. bat- better battery would be nice. And, you know, I would like games to load a little bit faster. That's it. Those are the only two things that I would a, a better form factor that that you know I can also dock it basically something sort of between the Switch Lite and the Switch Now that I can dock that feels good better battery and game load faster. That's it. That's all. It's weird. Don't- I I just don't know who would. It wouldn't have taken much, right? Like in the internal thing, even the mildest uh, upgrade in terms of like you know like you heard the loading times on like the new the Tony Hawk One and Two are like pretty bad on the switch even like a small enough increment the incremental increase like to uh ameliorate stuff like that i think would have been enough where i would really seriously consider it um and it's what's weird is like with all the rumors flying around before this came out about a more powerful switch like it seemed like a lock i mean i'm I'm, it's really shocking. There were so like, many things going around about like four, it's going to have fucking 12K, baby. Like there was so much going around that seemed pretty solid from it a had rumors. to be the chip shortage, right? Like that, be, that yeah. everything about this, for people who don't know, because of the pandemic, there's a massive chip shortage and it's why a lot of tech, like electronics are more expensive or they're harder to come by right now, like your PS5. And this feels like they effectively had the shell for the Nintendo Switch Pro, and then they're like, "Well, we're, we're shipping it no matter what." So if they're, yeah, even that's if we a, don't have these, that new actually chips. makes a fucking ton of sense. It's weird. The chip shortage, like, there's cars that are just sitting in factories that like can't be finished because this of this chip shortage. So like, it is a and it is not going to go away anytime soon. Um, which is a uh, uh, maybe that explains this thing. I, I, maybe they were maybe they were kind of holding off to see if the supply chain would loosen up a little bit and like they would be able to do this different version. Maybe that's why these conflicting reports have been sort of flying around. Um, which would also explain why we found out about this what three weeks after E three <laughs> and in and and at like fucking nine thirty. A.M. on like a Tuesday, just it's, out, but out that's of so great. nowhere. It's the one thing I do like about Nintendo is like they do have an appropriate air of humility when they're posting up a complete air ball. Like this is nothing. This the time should indicate to you that this is nothing. Yeah. We're sorry. It's not what you wanted, but you will won't. I'll probably give still you. probably still will buy it. Um, yeah, we have we have we have some readers' mail. Uh, okay. But first, I, I wanted to issue a correction. Uh, Justin said that Nintendo was never in the power business, and they published Nintendo yeah. Power from they exclude they explicitly to, were two thousand seven. So, yeah, yeah, but they are definitely not anymore, right? That's true. That's it, it was transferred yeah. to future. I live US. in the now, baby. There is only now. This is the only <laughs> moment that exists. Thank mm. you. Not since December eleventh, twenty twelve. Has they been in the power business? Yeah, I got. I got some. Uh, I got some questions for you about Let's <laughs> do Scarlet it. Nexus. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, in the demo, this is from our armored whale. 
Uh, in the demo, I enjoyed the combat, but thought the still image talking head style cutscenes really messed with the flow. How does it hit you after spending longer with it? Do you want to explain what, what Armored Whale means here? Yeah, basically the dialogue is very rarely done in um, like, you know, pre-rendered cut cutscenes. Uh, it is the very visual novel style. Uh, I mean, it's extremely visual novel style in that like uh, most of the time during scenes, it will jump between kind of panels uh, and then you will have still images of your, you know, main characters that that pop up and deliver their 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 dialogue, all of which I believe is voiced. Um, so I mean, yeah, it, if that's not your it, jam, if that that's it, that's the, what it in is. In the panels, you're wearing your uh, the outfits that you customize too, which I was surprised. Yeah. I, I assume that those are like locked, but no, they I guess they're running an engine, so. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, for... there's fa- there's fashions. We should have said that. There's, yeah, there's accessories and fashions and many things. There's also a great. <laughs> we keep jumping back. There's a great uh, conceit, which is that the save system is just a guy that is following you around and sort of chronicling <laughs> your 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 journey, but is like s- like trying to be super stealth about it, trying to be very secret. Like we don't have to say anything other than what well, we absolutely need to say. Check your brain mail. And you'll check into your brain mail and you'll have one from him like, just be fucking cool about this, okay? Which is delightful. Um, he also early on was like, uh, just so you know, I don't know if you saw the message, I, I can't loan you money. And that's because I'm yeah. heir. <laughs> what? It's awesome. Uh, the game but is yes, really that is... weird. That, that, this actually goes to another question we had from uh, Chief Godzilla Officer. Uh, yeah, I got a, a cue here. Was it necessary for them to name an enemy Saliva Santa? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they needed to do that. It's it's actually, and the more you play, actually, you will learn that that name is in- integral to the plot. Um, uh, this is from Luffy. I thoroughly enjoyed Scarlet Nexus. What other games would you recommend for someone who would like to enjoy more games that are similar in style to Scarlet Nexus, whether it's storytelling, action gameplay, etc.? The very obvious one here is Astral Chain. Um, if you have not oh played God, Astral yes. Chain on Switch, they are very, very, very similar. Um, and I, I think if you enjoyed Scarlet Nexus, you will really dig Astral Chain. If you want something a little more soulsy, Code Vein is very much in this. Uh, in Should this I play that? Would I like that, Griff? Code Vein? I mean, bud, we played it for Monster Factory, and it didn't seem like you liked it. Um, well, I was just watching it, though. That's true. That's true. Um, you can't I don't. Tell something's I, fun like that. It's it's okay. It's uh it it, it was not my cup of tea, but uh it's it is well regarded by a lot of people. So uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think Code, Code Vein. It's, it, this game reminds me a lot of Code Vein. So that's that's if you like Code Vein, you'll probably like this. Uh, a final question uh, from Brian. People always ask, what is the Citizen Kane of video games? But what I want to know is, what is the Breath of the Wild of movies? Yo. I know, right? I mean, whoa. Right? Dang, though. Right? I'm going to say um, Wild with Reese Witherspoon. Oh. I'm going to yeah. say, I'm going to say that's a great answer. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's got wild right in it. And she I'm gonna breathes say in it. Bill and Ted because it features wild stallions. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. 
Thank you. There's not a great answer to this question. There this is, is video, video games that, and movies is different. I feel like it's Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Oh, yeah. Damn. It's possible. It's not that. It's pretty. It's kind of like that. I'm going to say waiting to exhale because shoot, it's like breath. Shoot, it's shoot, like breath in shoot, it. Yeah, waiting. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> hey, have y'all been playing anything else? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played. I want to hear about wild. it. Oh, um, you want? Have you? Are it? you? Okay. Are you still on Breath of the Wild, Chris? Yeah, it's, not, it's a long game. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Cut him some slack. How, He's how, only had eighteen calendar years to finish it. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> uh, Justin, um, what are you playing? Uh, you know what I played actually uh, that I really very much enjoyed. Still playing Rogue Book. Very cool. Uh, uh, this obviously. Um, I tell you what, I liked a lot. Was overboard? Yeah, baby. I was gonna bring that up too. Did you play it? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's that's good like, as hell. I don't even know. That's a wild game. I don't even know what to compare it. Let's to. like let's 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 set it up. It's, okay, it's so a, it's an Inkle game. If you know that studio, very text heavy. I mean, interactive novel story thing, but much more interactive than you would traditionally think of with like a vi- a quote unquote visual novel. So basically, here's the bitch. Um. You're a woman named uh, Villainess, I think is the is the is the name. Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, at the beginning of the game, you murder your husband. Definitely, <laughs> no no question about it. Push him overboard on this cruise ship, and then you wake up the next morning and have to get to the end of the day basically without being caught. At the end of the day, there's going to be a sort of like that s- sort of classic parlor co- room cozy mystery sort of like. All the suspects are gathered in one place, and you have to do things that keep it from getting pinned on you. I will give you one example of that. You, uh, uh, in your room when you first wake up, you slept on the uh, divan, right? Uh, that is in the room, but not in your bed. Uh, later on during the day, a steward is going to come into the room, and if they see that your bed wasn't slept in, it's like more suspicious because you're going to claim that your husband was in the bed uh, all night or whatever your story is going to be stuff, right. s- stuff like that. There's also like items you can pick up and then uh, maybe you find sleeping pills in your room and then you place them in someone else's room. Uh, but this, it's also time-based. So like there's this certain window when this person will be in their room or they won't be, or you can like lure them to somewhere else by giving them some fake story and it has to be consistent. And so like each time you play through, you can kind of have like goals. There's like little miniature goals, like find out pieces of information and those pieces of information are sort of persistent. So like, you know, that this is, this is something you already know. And if you've successfully sort of like done a, 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 a chain of things, like a chain of events in a certain room, you can sort of speed through those on a yeah. second playthrough. It's really cool. It's so it's, cool. And I'm not, I know I'm not probably not describing it very well, but it's like, it's, it's such a fascinating, like clockwork sort of world where like you, it really is like every little thing it, it really gives the illusion of reality because it's so specific to this very small frame of time and this very specific location with these very specific people that it allows for like, you know, I bet if I 
was up there first thing in the morning. When that guy gets up, I might be able to kill him, like literally push him off the boat. And that would remove the suspicion later on in the day because I don't have to like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a bajillion different ways it could shake out. There's not like one perfect run you're trying to get to. Hey, listener, the, the person listening to the show right now, uh, you, 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 I'm assuming you're the one who recommended it. We played this game for like the past month and we, uh, yeah, we've been getting it. this one a lot, especially that, that, uh, recommending it for Justin. We just want to say thank you because you thank were you. right. And you were fully correct. Yeah. I don't, I, I was about to go into like another cool thing, but I, I don't just play it. Like it play, I would recommend this game to anybody. Hey, how, I how about I, really good. I'll get caught up on it, and then maybe we might be able to do an episode on it later because it's going to be a little slower later this summer. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. it would be good. It'll be good to get a break from this breakneck pace of uh, major video game releases we've enjoyed so far. This year. Uh, speaking <laughs> of the other game I've been playing, uh, and this is great news. Great news for everybody. It has been just long enough since you first played Return of the Obra Dinn that you've forgotten all the solutions. Oh. So you can go back and play it again with fresh eyes. Fantastic. Congratulations. I, I got it on Switch uh, just because I was thinking about it. And I was like, man, I really want to play this. Lot, actually. I really want to play this game again. But And then I turn it on and it was like, hey, here's 60 people. And I was like, well, I'm not going to remember 60 fates. Let's do this thing, baby. And it was... Just as challenging as the first time. It took me a wicked long time to crack some of these codes. You know some of the stuff to look out for, but like it, man, that game absolutely kicks ass. And it fired me up again for this genre that doesn't exist. <laughs> this genre that fucking Lucas Pope invented that doesn't even exist. It's it's uh it's cruel in a way, but it also made me realize that it's been a while since we talked about this game on this show. And so there's probably lots of people that didn't play it the first time around, and this is the best game. So go fucking play it, because it's it's uh it's a trip, man. It's a good game. A lot He's of doing shit. one on that play date, right? And you doing a play date game? Oh god. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. Be- yeah, it's about like monsters in like a little box that you can like open up and look at them. That's fine. That's cool, but you know, I want I want the return of the return of the Obra Den. <laughs> um, uh, Justin, do we know so what next we're doing week. next week? Do we even have a plan for next week? Next week we are going to talk about Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Uh that's coming out to the <laughs> Nintendo Switch with Ghoul Patrol. No, we're not gonna talk about that. We're gonna do a big roundup of games a big sort of like indie game uh you know we got a little bit of a slower period so we're gonna go back and find a bunch of like hidden gems for you to uh to play and enjoy while you got a little bit of time um it's going i'm very excited about it. i got a ton of different stuff to, this, to talk to you guys about it, it, it may be a good time for you to play overboard because i bet we'll probably talk a bit more about that i don't know if russ may be back next week so you know we can don't you nerds like the fact there's a monster hunter game coming out this week it's monster hunter stories this said about that the better okay uh thank you so much for listening we got a twitter account it's uh at the besties pod we've got a new besties t-shirt the time has finally arrived. You can get a shirt that's sure to irritate Russ Frustick. It says it's a video game book club right on it. Uh, and you can get that at McElroyMerch.com. Uh, so so we hope you will check that out. Um, thank you so much for listening uh, and to the besties. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?
Besties.